0: Welcome to Bibliophile Adventures. I am Adam S.L. I am the host of the Retro Reprise podcast on NerdyLegion.com and I am currently working on a documentary called Why We Collect. Uh, If you're interested in checking out any of that, you can go to uh, YouTube.com slash Retro Reprise. My first interview with Dave from the 2BT podcast is on there about his Star Wars collection. It's an extended cut, and I thought that might be something that people would be interested in. So if you are interested in checking anything like that out, uh, please go by youtube.com slash retro reprise and show your support. Today, the book that I'm going to be taking a look at is Recovery from Russell Brand. Now, if you're not familiar with Russell Brand, he is a comedian slash comedic actor and more recently he has been going on to youtube and things like that to promote his book recovery and also taking on more of a um i don't know a spiritual type of of thing with with youtube uh he's been doing podcasts and uh interviews and things like that and um part of the i think part of the promotion of all of this is has to do with his book recovery uh Now, for me, I came across this book because of the research that I was doing for the documentary. And um, because of that, I I decided to check it out and give it a look because uh, there's some things about it that make a whole lot of sense to me uh, from a personal standpoint and something that makes me kind of uh, look at my own life in a particular way. So one of the big things about the book, especially when I was reading the reviews for it, a lot of people were assuming that this was an autobiography. While I'm sure that there are some autobiographical stories that are in it, that's not what this book is for. Uh, What this book is actually talking about is the 12-step program toward recovery. What Russell Brand does with the book is kind of interesting because he's not just taking that 12-step program and applying it towards addicts. Like we would normally see a twelve step program for. So, uh, even though he, you know, he was a drug addict, sex addict. um, In the book, he talks about having an addiction to food, uh, chocolate in particular. What he's doing with the book is is fairly interesting because he's taking these twelve steps and he's applying that to everyday life. So. This is a book for people who, you know, if you're not somebody with an addiction, say drugs or alcohol or gambling, uh, he's taking this and saying that um, those of us that are, air quotes, normal, that are living a normal life, that we're not living extravagantly or we don't have some sort of crippling addiction to substances or um, activities, we may find that these 12 steps help us in our every Life, And that's what I found really fascinating about the book. was um, He talks about going through the grind of life. Um, and I definitely feel this in my own life, where I feel like I'm just a cog in the machine. I go to work to earn money to pay bills that happen every month, so I can go back to work and pay bills that happen every month. And sometimes in there, I get to treat myself to a little bit of something here or there. But uh, in the in the bigger expanse of everything, after years and years of doing this, plus you know your own personal life experience, you end up finding that um, you may feel disconnected from the world, or you might not feel uh, like you're a part of something anymore. I, I remember being more vibrant. Personality wise, or, or uh, you know, having more faith in things when I was younger. And now in my 40s, I find myself really, really feeling disconnected from the world. And that's more of the feeling that he's trying to address in this book. Uh, while he does get into addictions, um, what his real goal is to uh, get people to kind of spiritually awaken themselves uh, and get themselves out of the. I would say the Daily Funk. Uh, part of the reason why this book spoke to me so, so much was uh, certain things that I've been dealing with in my personal life. Um, more or less, uh, the whole idea behind the documentary that I've been working on is because I, I've taken a hard look at, at my video game collection. And while I do enjoy it and I have no intentions of getting rid of it, Um, It did cause me to stop and take stock of myself and ask myself, why am I buying these things? Why do I have a collection? Uh, Why am I going forward? That's how this ties into uh, the documentary that I've been working on. Uh, The whole spark from this came from the idea that i came from the whole idea and concept that I really needed to basically clean up my game room uh, and take better care of my collection and the, and really question why I had a, co- a collection to start off with. Um, and, and how does this book tie into that and how uh, this is uh, something that I think could be applicable to a lot of people? Um, so what the book does is takes you through his version of the 12 steps and the 12 step program runs parallel to everything that he talks about in the book. The book I believe is like 13 chapters. Uh, There's a 12 step program. He basically takes each chapter and breaks it down into its own steps. Um, And of course he's using his own language here. Uh, For those of you who are around children, uh, uh, his, his methods of talking, he does use the F word quite a bit. Now I understand with, uh, this podcast and knowing that there's families out there, I'm going to tone it down. Uh, but just be aware that if you are interested in this book, uh, he does drop the F bomb. Most of the titles, uh, of the chapters use the F word, um, like I said, I personally don't have any problem with swearing, but I know that there's a lot of people out there who are listening to this or maybe listening to something with kids in the car. Um, you know, this is Russell Brand. He is, uh, you know, a comedian rock star kind of personality. So, him dropping uh, the F bomb is pretty typical for him. So, the first chapter in the book is called Are You a Bit F'd? And this is really where he's getting into uh, the very first step of recovery, which is honesty. And the the whole point in this step and the whole point in this chapter is, is uh, really being honest with yourself uh, and taking a look at some of the deeper things that are going on in your life. For example, if you're addicted to gambling, let's say, Um, this is the point in time where you realize you have a problem with gambling. For those of us who don't have that type of addiction, uh, we can take this concept and apply it to our own lives, uh, things that we notice. Uh, So, for example, for me, um, retail therapy is the more socially acceptable way to talk about it, but uh, you know, say you had a bad day at work, or you're a little depressed, or something just didn't make you feel good through the day, uh, you may go out and buy something. Um, and I've definitely fallen into that category. You know, uh, in fact, I've already read the book once, and I'm going back over it again, and I- I'm starting to take some certain things to heart. Uh, You know, started journaling, started meditating uh, along with uh, what I've been learning through this process. And um, this is, you know, I'm kind of being honest with myself here and and with you guys while I talk about it on this podcast. Um, So for me, I, I took sort of a little bit of an assessment. I'm still going through the first step, to be honest with you but um for those of us that are like i said normal air quotes normal um you know uh what do you have what do you do that, that could be damaging uh and so certain things like um going out to buy something to make yourself feel better um maybe there's some damaging behavior that you do uh so i like uh i do go out and uh and overeat, and I do go out and uh, vape. I have a nicotine addiction, uh, and I also go out to buy things to make myself feel better. Um, Amazon, as great as it is, is probably one of the worst things for me. Uh, so it's really sitting down and taking an assessment of what kind of um, problems that you have. Now, why are these things a problem? And that's where he gets into more in-depth stuff about being disconnected from the world. Um, we are supposed to have, a spiritual connection for a lack of a better term with ourselves and the world. Um, and if you're someone who feels disconnected, if you're someone who, uh, you just feel like you're going through the daily grind and nothing seems to really make you happy. Uh, I definitely fall into that category, and I think that there's a lot of people who do as well. And that's why this book spoke to me so so heavily. Um, and what we find is that we develop these habits to fill voids in our soul, essentially. So, like I said, if you're not feeling fantastic or you feel bad for a certain reason that, that day, you go out to purchase something, You're you're trying to fill a void in your soul that makes you feel happy. And um, part of this, with that first stage of being honest with yourself, is really taking a look at um, why you're trying to make yourself happy in the first place. And what we find, even with those of us without any kind of major trauma or major addictions, uh, we find that over this length of time that we've existed in life... Uh, all, all the little things have built up uh, and we've developed habits to kind of cope. And that's really where this comes from. Now, we have a coping mechanism that we're using, whether we're smoking or drinking, uh, maybe not to the extent of being an alcoholic or being addicted to something, uh, but we do fill the void with you know things like retail therapy, where we will buy something to make ourselves feel better. And it's important to be able to identify these things, and that's with what the first chapter is talking about. So in a traditional 12-step program, the first step is honesty. And in the book, he translates it to, are you a bit effed? Uh, And puts it in in, uh, a... Terms that that speak to me, and I think could speak to a lot of people. Um, And like I said, that's the step I'm on personally. Uh, I'm still making, I'm still identifying uh, the problems that have caused me to really think about my own personal life and uh, things that I do. But that buying something to make yourself feel better is making you more disconnected from yourself than what you want to be. And From the perspective of this book, going through this 12 steps will bring you back to yourself, um, will bring you back to being the spirit and the person that you're supposed to be Um, a a kinder person, uh, things like that. I've found myself, maybe uh, as I've discovered these things, and I'm starting to take a, a deeper look into myself and my own history. You know, I, I've found that I have a, a great capacity for cruelty. I can be very cruel if I choose to be. Uh, and it's one of the things that I'm, you know, that's one of the things I personally want to stop. So it's a fantastic uh, first step. And so after you've assessed yourself, the next chapter in the book is, Could You Not Be f And this is an expanse of looking at what you have and and where you're at in life and how you're feeling with um really thinking about where you want to be like if you didn't have if, if you didn't go out and buy something to make yourself feel better what would the benefits be well for this particular example um you would have more money in the bank. You would have money for something maybe that, that should be important instead of going out and buying a chocolate bar or going out and buying that vintage figure or a comic book, or in my case, a video game. Um, I could have that money set aside for something important later on in life, um, and contribute to something bigger towards my household. If that's something I need to to do, um, so the second chapter in the book is really sitting down and assessing not, uh, not only the first step is, are you kind of screwed? The second step is, uh, how could you not be screwed if you were to um, take apart these habits? If you were to not do these things, what would you, um, what would you, how would you benefit from it? And this, this sort of differs a little bit. Uh, from the second step of a of a normal twelve step program, which is faith, um, understanding that there is a higher power, uh, uh, God as you uh, know Him to exist, uh, and how and it's sort of that's all up to your personal faith. Uh, and even if you're someone without faith, um, you don't necessarily have to believe in God, uh, just some form of higher power. Uh, maybe even, you know, uh, something. So it's it's sort of um, one of those things that's a touchy subject because, yes, you have people who may have faith in one God. Somebody might have a faith in another God. Uh, or you could be an atheist and not believe in God altogether. Or you could be agnostic and think there might be a possibility of a God. Um, but the idea is to... In the in the second step of a 12-step program is to to actually kind of have a recognition of perhaps a, a higher power that's out there uh, that you can associate yourself with uh, or put your faith in um, but in in his book in particular it's the could you not be effed, which really is a it sounds like a second half of the first step of are you effed. Um could you not be uh, addicted to buying things? Um, could you uh, maybe, if you let's say you're overweight, I'm overweight, um, you know, do you have to have a candy bar that night? Do you have to have dessert with dinner? Things like that. Um, it, and this isn't out to personally attack anybody, but this is really sitting down and, and coming. Uh, Coming to some hard truths with yourself, and that's uh, part of it's part of the process. So step three is uh, in the book. Are you going to unf yourself? And this comes down to: uh, Are you tired of feeling the way you are? For me, I am. I'm tired of feeling disconnected from the world uh, and really feeling like I have no purpose uh, and I think that's probably one of my strongest motivators behind this is that I feel that I have no purpose and, um, and I do think a lot of people can relate to this um, it's one of those things where when you are going to work every day uh, and you give so much of yourself to your job that you come home and you're you're just not the person that you should be, uh, and that's all of what this book is about: is becoming the person that you should be. Um, you know, if you're not happy in life, why aren't you happy? What habits are you doing to make yourself not happy? Um, this is stuff that, as I've gone deeper into, uh, you know, the twelve step program with with this book. I have been doing other research, uh, and and it's there's scientific evidence that uh, these habits that we build, we're we're kind of digging these trenches in our brain that this is the habits that we we perform, these daily duties that we do, and these daily things. So, uh, you know, if you get off of work and you go by you know, uh, junk food or something like that. And you, you go home and eat, um, you know, you are building that habit and that habit continually digs itself deeper and deeper in your brain and you have to really rework your brain. And that's what this 12 step program does. Uh, and, and that's what step three is really about is, uh, you know, step one, you've identified the problem, uh, step two in the book, you've uh, imagined your life without having these problems. Uh, So, could you be a better person if you were to not go out and buy something whenever you felt bad, or, you know, ate a candy bar afterwards, or there's some more things that I won't get into because it's a little bit more adult in, in nature, but it's really about taking a look at those things and and wondering what your life would be like if you didn't have those things, those habits that you have built over time. Um, And one thing that I want to stress with this is that it's not about judging the things that you do. Um, That's something that he comes across in the book uh, very well. It's about identifying them and being honest about it, but not necessarily beating yourself up over it. In fact, it's uh, really about uh, sympathizing with yourself, and there's a there's a whole other book that I'd like to talk about maybe one day um, about essentially not beating yourself up over things, um, and with the con- contribution of this book, I'm, I'm starting to really assess my life. And I see where I would like to make changes, um, but I'm also understanding of the reasoning why I have the habits that I do, why my brain thinks the way it does, uh, why I supplement real-world happiness and and sort of spiritual happiness with objects or food or nicotine. Uh, And that's kind of... That's kind of the purpose. i found this to be very helpful, and I'm hoping that if you're listening to this, that you'll find this helpful as well. So the fourth chapter in the book is write down all the things that are effing you up or have ever effed you up, and don't lie or leave anything out. And while I consider myself really on step one, this is probably uh, really in-depth of step one. Um, And this is something that I am currently working on right now. Uh, The things that, um, everything that has ever messed you up, uh, or things that are making you, uh, that are screwing you up now. Uh, Something that I find fascinating is in in the book, he does talk about how uh, it doesn't, it's not about placing blame right now. It's just looking at the things in your life that are screwing you up or have screwed you up in the past. And one of the things that he puts down as one of the things that messed him up was his mom getting cancer. Now, it's not about, at this point in time, placing blame on his mother or feeling bad about um, how his mother's cancer screwed up his life. Just being able to identify the problem. Uh, And this is something that I find very fascinating about this 12-step program. Like I mentioned before, it's not about placing blame or really trying to uh, beat yourself up over these things. Uh, It's really about stepping back and assessing the things that have messed you up. So with this step four, what you do is essentially take a look at everything in your life. Everything from your childhood to current world adult status and write down everything, every little thing that messed you up in one form or another. Some, some of it for some of us is going to be fairly traumatic. Some of the things are, are fairly minor. Um, but since this is your own personal journey, everything is important. And um, this is a uh, really this is what opened my eyes more or less to the... It's not about finding fault with anybody or beating yourself up over over the things that have messed you up, but really taking a look at your life and assessing at what points in time really screwed you up. Um, this is a step that I will probably spend a lot of time on when I get to it. Uh, right now, I'm still assessing everything that I that I'm screwing up. Uh, and where I find my faults, but this, this one's going to be a huge step. Um, and this program isn't something that you're going to do, uh, in one night. This isn't something where you just go and do these things and it's, it's automatic. Um... It, it is going to be a long process. Uh, along with this, I think he does talk about journaling a little bit, but he does heavily get into meditation, and meditation is something that I've most recently taken up. With uh, the new year being here, uh, we're on a new decade. We're in the 2020s, uh, as crazy as that sounds. Um, and I, I just sort of happen to do this not as a not as a New Year's resolution it just sort of landed that way I actually started a couple days before New Year's started um, so it, this is the perfect time for, for anybody who's really wanting to for lack of a better term just say wake up from their sort of drudgery world This this hopefully will be very helpful so step four is write down everything that has ever messed you up and, um, identify it. And it's not about, like I said, it's not about placing blame or being mad at a particular person or anything like that. It is really about, uh, identifying everything. So even if something was, uh, traumatic as a child, you know, things like that. Um, I mean, I know for me, when I hit this step, one of the big ones for me will be moving around a lot as a child. I never got to develop, uh, a good close personal relationship with any friends, uh, because I've moved around so much. Uh, now I've long since gotten past that. Um, but it is something that I always feel I return to at some points in time. So when that step happens, um, um, I'm, I'm kind of anxious to see everything that I drudge up and what, what you'll find in, in, what i'm finding out as i do these steps myself is that uh you start to uncover more things it's sort of a snowball effect you'll say oh well this trauma put me in this state well but then there was that other thing that that one time that this happened and uh you you find that it ends up growing uh and i've i've once i've Read about that step. I started thinking back to certain things, uh, things in my twenties, uh, because in in my twenties, I I had a, a very tough time with depression. Uh, not, I'm not going to get into any hard details, but it was it was uh, I, I dealt with some serious depression, uh, and I still cling to a lot of the stuff that happened in my 20s, even though I know I shouldn't be. I know I shouldn't be uh, attached to them like I am, but being honest, I I can see that I am. So uh, when I do get to that step, I will address those things. So step number five in Russell's book is tell someone trustworthy about how effed up you are. Now, step five is going to be difficult for me um, because at this point in time, he's not saying just tell anybody. Um, He's wanting you to tell somebody who is aware of the 12-step program, uh, anybody who is a medical professional, Uh, He does say you can tell a stranger if that's all you have is a stranger, Uh, but I think a medical professional, somebody who, a psychologist or a psychologist or somebody like that, or somebody who is involved with the 12-step program, uh, this is at the point in time I started to try to search around uh, for a 12-step program that wasn't related to essentially drugs or alcohol. Uh, what I did discover was that there are, uh, 12 step programs for mental health, not just for drug and alcohol abuse or gambling or things like that, but, um, they are not as plentiful as those other programs are, uh, so, in my area, there's really not a whole lot for just uh mental wellness as far as applying these twelve steps uh, so, I probably will have to find a counselor or someone to talk to in that capacity but this needs to be somebody that you are uh, that you trust uh, not anybody that you're in a relationship with you don't want to know this person. Uh, so what I'm saying is, this shouldn't be a friend, or this shouldn't be your husband or wife, or your significant other, or your best friend, or anything like that. This needs to be uh, someone who one uh, understands the steps, the 12-step program, and the reason why you're you're going through it, or uh, some medical professional that that understands that. Because there's things that you're going to say. There's things that you're going to say that could be offensive or could be something that would... would um, somebody could take the wrong way. And and if they don't understand the 12 steps that you're doing, uh, when you hit step five, uh, it's very important to... Uh, this is a personal journey. And, and not everybody can get that. You know, I so don 't go tell your wife or your your husband or your best friend you know your deepest, darkest secrets like this. Uh, this is something that you would really want to reserve for something bigger so i 'm hoping that I can find some sort of uh, counseling or something that I can go to uh, to take into step five. This is where for me, the program is going to be very difficult because, like I said, in my area i 've looked around. There's not really a 12 step program for mental wellness, even though there are 12 step programs out there for it. Um, this one will be pretty, pretty difficult. Um, so if you do get to that step, if you do get this book and you're listening to it or, or reading it, um, be aware and, and uh, that it's, uh, when it comes to mental health, I think in general, it's, uh, it can be difficult to do what I... Preventative maintenance, I guess, would be the best way to look at it. Um, dealing with uh, depression or dealing with this sort of feeling of disconnection. Uh, but in uh, the book, we'll, we'll move on to chapter six. And uh, it says, well, that's revealed a lot of effed up patterns. Do you want to stop it? Seriously? So this is where you really start taking action to uh, correct your issues. Now, uh, what I've found already with just being on the first step myself is that uh, I've already started to become a little bit more at peace with myself. uh, And I have noticed myself becoming a little bit kinder to the rest of the world. Um, when i said i have a great capacity for cruelty i don't just mean outside uh, people around me i have a, I have a, a extreme capacity for cruelty to myself uh, and in the identification of the problems that i have i've realized that my my cruelty towards me is not any different towards anybody else um, and that's that was something that i was starting to come to terms with, but like I said, already with step one, I have felt myself uh, feel a little bit better. And now with step six, you are proceeding to correct those issues. You are moving on, and you've you've identified what they are. Uh, you've come to peace with them. You've come to terms with them somehow, and. Um, talking to somebody I'm sure helps writing these things down helps this is why uh, journaling has become sort of a big part of my life right now uh, journaling and meditation Uh, but step six is you've really identified what's causing your problems and you're identifying not only the problems themselves but the patterns that you've put yourself in to get into there Um, the patterns this is where it really gets interesting Because the patterns that you have developed are all self-defense. For me, being cruel is a a self-defense mechanism. Um, Buying things is self-defense. All of these things are uh, ways that you're coping with the way the world has treated you. Or the way the world has... Uh, or your current outcome from all the experiences that you've had together from the world they are your body and your soul's way of um, protecting itself it's uh, you know turtles have shells Uh, you know animals have defensive mechanisms you know skunks stink Uh, when it comes to our soul and and mental stability we buy things or we eat things or uh, we do things in a sort of odd self-harm kind of way and not really um, meaning to but it's a way for our, our mental health to kind of get back a little bit of what was lost through this expanse of time that we've existed here. And that's really what, um, six is doing. Step six, uh, you, you've revealed that you yourself are messed up and you're, are starting to see and identify the patterns that cause you to be messed up. Uh, you for me like i said i I, i've recognized that i buy things i buy things to make myself feel better uh you're buying i'm buying things to feel more connected with uh myself Uh, and that little that little rush of dopamine that you get from buying something oh like i got this thing i got a i got a little present isn't this nice um that's your brain trying to defend itself. That's your, your mental world, your soul, trying to protect itself from the outside world, the things that have happened to it. So this is why it's important, uh, and this is why I really like the book, because it is saying, like, okay, I've identified what's going on. I understand that I messed up. I understand I'm doing messed up behavior. Um, but it's really taking a sympathetic look at you yourself uh, and not really judging your bad decisions but identifying them and understanding that they're not good for you and that you have to work to uh, get around that so uh, step six uh, very cool very cool step and then step number seven uh, from the chapter seven of the book is are you willing to live in a new way that is not about your previous effed up stuff? You have to. Six is sort of the understanding. Seven is really where you're taking that step forward on making the changes in your life for a positive result. And the thing is, all of this stacks up one after the other. Uh, that's why it takes so long to get through the through a program like this um, and why there's sort of a uh, sort of a spiritual element to it you're now making the changes in your life you've you've identified the patterns that mess you up and now you're going to uh, make a conscious effort to not fall into those patterns so Here's where I find it very interesting, uh, because when you take a look at somebody who is a, a drug addict or an alcoholic or something like that, they have these big red flags that say, hey, I have a problem. And those are easy to identify. Uh, and those are, uh, I wouldn't say easy to treat by any means, but you you see where the root of the problem is. Uh, or something like, step seven comes in where are you willing to change and uh, live your life in a different way from, from your old identified patterns that cause problems. This is where I could see this being very, very difficult, uh, especially for someone who is say addicted to food. Um, You know, I think when we all get older, we all put pack on a little bit more weight. Um, I myself have definitely done that. Um, and so I, I can identify a little bit that I, you know, I like desserts. I like my sweets, uh, candy bars and, and whatnot. Uh, when it comes to step seven, I have to really assess, it, assess what I'm doing. Uh, do I really need that candy bar? Uh, is it something I really should have? Uh, being 41 and with blood pressure issues and things like that, is that something I should be eating? step seven, I can see being very difficult. Uh, and this is where, this is where the 12 steps for some, for people like us without those major addictions, or at least, um, so, uh, those of us with more socially acceptable, uh, addictions, whether it's, uh, purchasing things or, uh, eating dessert, uh, when we shouldn't, uh, step seven, I can see being very difficult, uh, That's Step seven is where hopefully doing the other steps will help you with the willpower to uh, do what you need to do. Step number eight in Russell's book is apologize to everyone for everything affected by you being so effed up. You're basically putting together a list of people that you've wronged in life. Uh, Now... Even though this is step 8 for him, I think... So, uh, step 8 in the uh, 12-step program is willingness. And this is where you make a list of people that you've wronged, what you've done to them. Uh, And that's what this step is. Uh, I could see this one also being extremely difficult. We're, We're getting into more difficult territory Uh, but from what I've been reading people who go through these steps this is the most rewarding it's the most difficult and the most rewarding you've identified your problems uh, you're making a conscious effort to not fall into the same uh, patterns or habits that you have before and uh, now you're making a list of uh, grievances that you have, uh, not your own grievances, but things that other people may have about you. And you're making this list. Um, this is a list that, uh, once you have it done, this is again where it comes into, uh, you're, you're going to want to have a, uh, a professional of some sort. Someone who's familiar with the 12-step program or a psychologist or, psych- uh, psychologist. Someone who, um will really help you sort of narrow down this list step nine is uh in in his book is now apologize unless it will make things worse and step nine in a regular 12-step program is forgiveness so these line up directly with each other uh this is parallel to each other exactly uh Throughout the book, a lot of the steps that that Russell implements, uh, like step one and step two, are kind of the same step. They're they're two parts of the same step, Um, whereas uh, step one with a 12-step program is honesty. Step two is faith, believing in a higher power. Uh, In Russell's book, it is, uh, are you a bit effed? And then step two is, how could you not be effed? Uh, so that, that really is step one. But we are getting into step nine here, where they, they do run parallel. Uh, this is where, uh, and I'm sure some of you out there have run into this. I know my wife has. I've never had anybody do this for me. But um, step nine in, in the 12-step program is where you go and apologize. And what I like about this in in Russell's book is that he does put it in there that uh, now apologize unless it will make things worse uh, you know so for me I, I think I could tie this into uh, I, there is someone that I would like to apologize to but I, I feel like uh, if I were to reveal myself to them now um, it would be a bad idea it wouldn't be uh, me presenting myself out in the world to this person or presenting myself forward and trying to apologize for something that happened, uh, you know, 20 years ago probably would make things worse. But this is also where you need to come down. And, and, uh, this is why when you create your list of apologies that you have to do, this is why you want to have somebody, a counselor or somebody who understands the 12 steps to guide you through this. Um, and he also gets into not only do you want to apologize, but sometimes the, the timing of the apology uh, doesn't work out. So it's not like you can just go to everybody and apologize to them. Um, you know, he, ha- he talks about an instance where uh, he was working for MTV and they had a, uh, an account with a taxi company and he uh, abused that taxi company account. And uh, one of these day, one of those one of those days, he had a friend who asked him to use that uh, taxi service for him. Uh, and uh, Russell said, at that point in time, he was like, "No, no, no. That's a, that's a professional account. I can't just be giving that out to people willy nilly." So years later, um, his he ended up paying for a ride for his friend to go home one day uh, to make up for. For something that had happened years ago. Um, but he talks about finding creative methods to apologize to people, um, which I find very fascinating. Uh, I'm sure, I, f- I feel like I'm going to have to do that in my life. The goal is to get those apologies out as much as possible. Um, and I could see, yeah, it's, that's a really it, it sounds cool in the book um, but I could see especially uh, for those of us who have wronged people step 9 being extremely difficult so uh, six, seven, eight, nine. 7, and 9 we are, we are blasting through these um, so let's take a look at step number 10 Watch out for effed up thinking and behavior, and be honest when it happens. And I like this step. This is something I, I really like because um, we are not perfect. We're not gonna. You're not gonna go through this. I'm not gonna go through this and be perfect with it. I'm gonna fall back on bad behavior sometimes. I'm gonna do things that are wrong. Um, and there are times where I'm gonna do things and I know they're wrong and I can identify them and I have to be watchful for it. And that's all what this step is all about. You know what patterns create your problems. And it's easy to fall into the trap of going back into there. Like I said, these are these are habits. You you've developed these habits, like I said, as a self-defense mechanism. And if you look at your brain or think about it and sort of like you've dug these trenches in your brain you're you're going to go along the lines of what you've been doing and this is now that you can identify what is the bad behavior now you have to go and do your best effort to watch out for it and make the better decision um, and be honest when you do screw up when you do say oh I, I didn't handle that like I should um it's part of the self-reflection it's part of the journaling that you'd be doing uh, and and uh, hopefully part of the meditation um he does go over some meditation stuff in the book he does go over some prayers um he talks about transcendental uh meditation uh me personally if you're just kind of curious i do uh, a form of transcendental uh, meditation Uh, And I find meditation to be fantastic. I've never done it before. I've just started recently doing it. And I find myself um, a lot more at peace than what I have been before in the past. Uh, And I find that I've taken to to meditation a lot easier than other people do. Uh, A lot of times people will suggest if you're going to meditate that you meditate for about five minutes. Try that out. Uh, People find it hard to turn their brains off. I... I have that problem, but I also have a, a hyper focused brain as well. So when I set my mind to do something, I I stick with that thing until I get it done. And uh with meditation that does seem to help. And with transcendental meditation, um he tries very hard in the book not to get too spiritual on people, not to get uh too religious. Uh but there is a there is a religion or spiritual factor to it. Um, but even if you're non-religious there there is something for you in there um, and and so I do highly recommend reading the book for that especially if you're someone who uh, doesn't necessarily believe in God or or gods or or whatever um, but you do have this sort of weird empty feeling or this sort of disconnected feeling from humanity um, he does. Address those things. and I, He does them a lot better than what I, I'm giving it justice for here in this book. <clears throat> but that's step 10, which is uh, watch out for the effed up thinking and behavior and admit it. Basically, be honest when it happens. So, step 11 is stay connected to your new perspective. And uh, it's effort. He really talks about the effort in doing this um, you know he does talk about uh, he had a meeting that he was supposed to, to go meet somebody with and his wife wanted the car and then and the book his wife is pregnant with their with their kid and he had to stop and think for a second you know because he needed the car to go to this, um, this meeting uh, he had to stop for a second and really think about it and give the the car to his wife so she could do what she needed to do um and sort of keeping that perspective keeping that uh keeping connected with your new mode of thinking so it's not only identifying the problems and uh, you know, working on those those new solutions, but also sticking with those new solutions, and trying to, um, you know, you you want to be kind of peaceful. You want to be happy. You want to be these things, and so you have to stay connected in order to do that. So it's a fantastic step. Uh, I, I really like uh, the way that he's. Place that in in the uh, in his version of the twelve steps, staying connected with your new perspective, and then his still his uh, his twelfth step. Uh, this also runs very parallel to the uh, traditional twelve steps. Is uh, look at life less selfishly, be nice to everyone, and help people if you can. Uh, this is where I would like to be. This is where I when I read that and I started doing my own self-evaluation this is where I I realized I had a a great capacity for cruelty in myself and um, and I would like to be a better person and that's what this 12th step is about Uh, in the traditional 12 steps uh, it's called service So you take everything that you've learned from this 12-step program and and everything that you've applied to it and you go out and help others. Uh, It's one of those reasons why when you have uh, have an alcoholic who's on their 12th step helping an alcoholic who's on their first step, uh, they're always going to be an alcoholic, uh, but they're in different points in time in their steps. And that's what the 12th step is about, is helping others. Um, While I don't necessarily think that I need to go and join a 12-step program to help other people, I do see that I I do need to be uh, a bit better person to other people and make the attempt to help out when I can. Um, I've already, to some extent, tried to take this to heart uh, in my own personal life. Um, but like I said, this was something that I, after getting through step 12 in the book, that's where I, I I really looked at myself and that's when I discovered that, that ability to be cruel. Um, so service it's service to others and trying to be good to people. This is the step where, uh, you know, you try to be nice to everybody. Um, you don't flip off the guy in front of you for not going when the light turns green. That type of thing. Um, <laughs> that sounds pretty minor, but yeah, I mean, I have extreme cases of road rage. Uh, both my wife and I. It's kind of funny. We both have... I am uh, I'm not a backseat driver. I am a backseat uh, road rager, Uh, We both scream at people From the passenger seat While we're in the passenger seat Um, That's just sort of my own personal anecdote But Yeah um, And that is That's where I would like to be I would like to be a kind person I would like people to see me As a kind person But I would genuinely like to be a kind person I would like to feel uh, That I did what I should For other people and then chapter 13 uh, in his book is rebirth uh, not chapter or not the thirteenth step which is relapse, uh, which is the joke but uh, this is just more of a sum up of the book and the things that you can do uh, but overall the uh, the book recovery I think speaks to a lot of us, uh, especially those of us who feel disconnected from the world somehow. Um, And that disconnection, what he identifies as more of a disconnection from the spiritual self. And I have a tendency to to agree with that, I think. Um, And uh, I think it's a fantastic book. Along with the book, uh, if you go to RussellBrand.com, he does have... uh, worksheets to go along with this this isn't just a passive read the book kind of thing there are some things that you'll want to download and fill out uh and as you i think and if you're like me as you progress through the book uh you also start to take some things in uh, to heart uh like meditation so he does get into how to meditate a little bit um and if you're If the book doesn't explain it well enough for you, he's got plenty of material on YouTube and on his website to get into how to meditate if you're someone who's uh, new to it like I am. Um, But uh, overall, I think it's a fantastic book. And if you're someone who is trying to start off the new year uh, on the right step, or you're trying to do something to better yourself in some form or fashion, uh, this book has a lot of great Uh, material in it for you and i think this book could speak to a lot of people well thank you for joining me on labyrinth adventures i hope you guys enjoyed this i really do hope you take a chance to either buy the book or listen to the audiobook uh it is uh it's one of those things where even just the little bit of peace that i've gotten from just doing the first step has uh really changed my perspective on a lot of stuff and i hope that I can do that for you so thank you for joining me and uh maybe hopefully i'll get to talk to you soon